Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the Players NIL Podcast. My special guest, and we'll get into why he's so special, is uh, Gib Versfeld. Gib, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Mark. Uh, pumped to be on here. Cool. So, Gib, uh, I want to just share with the audience that we have a special relationship, um, not only our attachment to lacrosse, but our attachment professionally now. You are in the inaugural class of the NIL Storytellers, which is a group of eight student-athletes from around the country, all kinds of different backgrounds and different sports, where we're using your story and your journey in NIL to share with and, and hopefully give two words to our audience, right? That is relatable and attainable. So we want to share, you know, some of the things that you've used in your life to get to where you are today, things you're working on in NIL, and to make sure that we understand that not everything has to be a million-dollar deal. There's lots of NIL opportunities to build your brand and to leverage that going forward. But first, we want to just talk about give the person. And so I use two words, and the words are sports and athletics. And to me, they're different. The sports word is, you know, first game you went to, first athlete you met, first athlete you saw on television, somebody that you all of a sudden your eyes were opened up. Athletics would be when you took your interest in sports and applied it. So maybe you wanted your early soccer games, maybe you started lacrosse, maybe you were a skater, uh, whatever it was. But let's start with sports. Tell me a little bit about your early childhood and your first exposure to sports. Sure. So funny enough, my name is Gibb and I'm named after Joe Gibbs, who used to coach the uh, Washington Commanders. So I grew up in a family surrounded by sports, right? Um, you know, my dad played men's league lacrosse with our local buddies. And I used to go to that watching it, thinking this is peak lacrosse. And I would marvel at how they move the ball, whatever, and just try to replicate that. You know, I'd stand on the sideline and ball hunt for them and whatnot. And for me, that was just a little four-way four into what sports could look like. Um, I played basketball growing up, soccer, very active. Whatever I could do to run around, I did it. Well, you're a, you're a tall guy. How tall are you? Six foot four, maybe six foot five. So, Right. So you were always in the back of the classroom photo. You were always at the end of the line when they went shortest to tallest. But in athletics, you had an advantage because you were probably a little bit bigger and stronger than most. But uh, why lacrosse and why goalie? So for me, goalie is a unique position, right? You have to be, you have to have some screws loose to hop in goal. And I went to a camp in second grade and I was already playing baseball at the time, which is also a spring sport. And they made everyone try goalie. You know, I got hit by a ball, took the wind, got knocked out of me and I popped back up and I guess I liked that feeling and that rush. And ever since then I've been a goalie. So that was pretty neat. And that's for lacrosse. I mean, such a quick game it's so fast um in goal you can really take charge and i think it's a feeling that's really unique and really powerful so i've thought for a long time that uh one of the smartest players on the football field is the offensive line center because they have to know where everyone's going and i think most people would agree that the centers are typically very educated in terms of the game and i think goalies the same way because you have to know so much about the field offense defense and so you know i'm not surprised that you were a goalie so let's use let's go to the second word and that is athletic so you start playing as a child then at some point you realize hey you know i could probably make a high school team or i could be on a travel team 
you know, when was that moment or when was that period of time where you said, maybe I can even use this to get to college. So tell us a little bit about that awakening experience. So for me as a lacrosse player, I was fortunate enough to have a really quality goalie coach um, in my area. His name was Chris Sanderson and he was the goalie for team Canada. And I was in the fifth grade and he had shot my daddy email saying, Hey, I heard you have a son who plays goalie and would love, would love to work with him. Right. And for me, my passion I was still thinking about, you know, our next game or fifth grade, whatever local recreation team game. But I think my parents realized, you know, they could put me in positions to keep playing and to keep being challenged. And luckily I just ate that up, right? Whenever there was an opportunity to play with another sports team, I did it. I played for every team in our County at one point because I just loved it that much. And that's where it started for me was just a deep love for the game. And because I loved it, then I was able to think about, Oh, how can I take that, you know, to the next level? And that was probably in high school when, you know, kids could be recruited freshman year of high school. And luckily they don't do that anymore, but that was an adventure too. So now you realize that, Hey, you can probably use this along with, you know, the academics and your family support to get to college. Tell us what did the life lessons that you learned in high school and youth sports, specifically lacrosse, how did that shape you in terms of your college decision in terms of, you know, who you wanted to play for, where you wanted to play, uh, and how did it affect you once you got to college? Sure. So, you know, I always loved school, right? I I have a twin brother, and we'd always kind of compete against each other, do better in the classroom. And I think that was great for me as a student. And I got to a point when I was in high school, and I had these small class sizes where I got to know my professors really well. I had a ton of different friends. And I'm like, I want the same experience in college where I'd be, you know, top academics, but also the top level lacrosse, because ultimately we're motivated. We all want to win. Right. Um, But a big uh, piece of adversity for me was, you know, we lost a lot or we lost a lot of big games in high school. Right. We were number two in the country at one time, but we lost the state championship three out of four years. Um, We won our conference championship two out of the four years. And part of that time I was the backup, right? So I learned pretty quickly what it meant to, you know, not be the starter. And then also when you're the starter, how to handle failure. And I wanted to go to an environment where I could fail, but then achieve and be around a lot of individuals who are willing to fail, but also willing to push themselves to the next level. And, you know, as a goalie, you're going to get scored on 12, 13 times a game. Some people may see that as a failure, but there's always that next shot. And, for me, education was a similar thing. Like I wanted to see where I could fail, but where I could achieve as well. So you go to college and, you know, a little bit of ups and downs, like every college athlete, you know, but, you know, most people think that sports, you know, adversity, teamwork, discipline, structure, commitment, all those words that we throw around lightly. Any other words that you like to say that you've used in your mind when you were using athletics to better your life? I I think the main word that, you know, comes to me is is probably passion, right? Because athletics taught me how to dive into something and really make it your own. And I first learned that on the lacrosse field and, you know, having success and goal, but then I applied that to the classroom and realized, you know, the same process of 
doing wall ball every day for lacrosse translates to some complex geometry or whatever. So ultimately for you to pursue your passions, it doesn't have to be something you're the best at, but it means something you're willing to work towards. And I think that's a good distinction. A lot of young athletes can think about nowadays is, you know, how can they look to better themselves and, you know, make one of those areas of difficulty an area that they can really be proud of. I love it. I also love that I learned that you were a twin. I didn't know that. So <laughs> I love these podcasts. You get to get to experience yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of new new journeys. So July 1st, 2021, name, image, and likeness appears on the landscape for the first time in the history of college athletics. You're a goalie on the lacrosse team, the men's lacrosse team at Johns Hopkins University, one of the most prestigious athletic programs in all of college sports, one of the most prestigious lacrosse programs in college. Tell us about what you're working on in name, image, and likeness and some of the things that you've experienced and share with our audience some of the lessons you've learned in the first 18 months of NIL. Definitely. So for me, you know, I'm building a world, world-class world lacrosse brand. You know, Goalie by Gib is the name where I seek to educate, um, you know, empower and train and coach lacrosse goalies on how they can be more successful in goal, right? And what that looks like currently, uh, Instagram channel, releasing new drills, insights on my experiences um, in training. And then I'm working with different club teams, um, individual lessons, and I go to a bunch of showcases and try to teach and coach goalies the best I can. But as I think back to, to that July 1st date, right? You know, I think there's this misconception that NIL is, you know, you're going to be signing a deal with the biggest company and that's all there is. But for me, there's so much more. I have this opportunity to go home. And I think back to myself when I was a little kid and the high school kids in my area, like they, they were so special. They were like these amazing figures. And I wanted anything to do just to watch them play. And now to put myself on the other side of the coin, right, as a college athlete, and there's a bunch of youths in my area that are that want to train and want to develop. And, you know, that's pretty wonderful because I can, you know, I can still have success as an athlete, but I can also build my brand um, and share that passion uh, with my surrounding community. I love it. I tell people all the time, I don't care where you go to school or what sport you play, what level you play. If you're a college athlete and you go home to your hometown, you're held in high esteem. You're one of the kids that used athletics to get somewhere, and not everyone's able to do that. Share with us, give us give us a little bit of insight. What are some of the questions that the kids ask you? So I actually just got a DM today. There's this kid from Cal- uh, Colorado. He's a goalie, and lacrosse isn't that big, and he wants to start thinking about how he can reach more goalies and get started, right? And I told him the following three things. His first find two champions, right, who could kind of mentor him and guide him in the way. And what I mean by champion is the following. It might be someone in his lacrosse community, right, a club coach who could help connect him with other teams or opportunities to coach. And then somebody on maybe the business side of things could be a parent um, to help you get started. It's so easy to, in today's day and age to form an LLC or to just do little trainings off to the side and I don't think kids should should shy away from that, right? Like embrace that opportunity. Um, Because when I was younger, right, when I was in college, 
as an undergrad and as a freshman, these opportunities weren't available. And it doesn't just mean coaching, right? You could be a wonderful content creator and you could go out and film that and you could get sponsored for it. Uh, one of my classmates, um, she is, she's currently a world-class singer. Her name is Chelsea Cutler, but she used to be a division three soccer goalie. And she had to stop competing at the collegiate level because, you know, she wore our institution's name across her sh shirt at a concert. And that was name image likeness violation. And that's no longer. So if you think about what you're most passionate about and you think about who can kind of help you reach an audience, it's there's so many opportunities out there, um, big or small. And I think that's really what's exciting for me today. And that's really what's developed in the last, you know, however many months since July 1st. Yeah, it's great. You know, the second part of our mission at the Players NIL is using athletics to better the lives of the people around us. And I love that this young goalie reached out to you and I'm confident that you're going to be great in giving him the good advice and, and guiding him. And you're going home next week to do another uh, goalie clinic. Tell us about that. Yep. So I'm absolutely just ecstatic. So I'm hosting a goalie clinic in my local um, hometown. And basically the goals are just to give give these kids a little sense of what it's like to train at a high level with very individual feedback. I did a clinic back in November, completely free. We did a food drive for Thanksgiving, like 111 pounds of food um, to our local food pantry. And just the smile on the faces of the volunteers when they received that was just so happy, made it all worth it. And when we think about athletics bettering ourselves and those around us, it's a privilege to be a collegiate athlete now at a world-class institution like Johns Hopkins. But wherever you go, you can still have that impact because just think of yourself as that, you know, that fifth grader looking at the high school kid and and communities across the nation that, you know, that could be you. Awesome. Well, look, um, your community is lucky to have you. Johns Hopkins is lucky to have you. The lacrosse world is lucky to have you. You're a graduate student. You're going to graduate in May. Uh, hopefully your lacrosse career will go all the way to Memorial Day. But uh, after that, tell us, what are you going to be doing? So moving forward, I'll be consulting down in Washington, D.C. Uh, I'm very excited uh, to get that started after, you know, once the timing's right. But I'm also going to continue coaching. And when I have free time on the weekends, it's going to be a major part of what I'm doing. And I'm beyond pumped to continue sharing my journey. And I think that's one people, one point people overlook right they think of nil and they think of your four years in college but your impact doesn't stop the day you know you walk across your graduation stage you still have all this knowledge all this passion that you can share wherever you may be located and i strongly encourage people to think about you know how they can multiply their impact uh you know beyond just game day right it's it's what i plan on doing I love it. You've given us lots of words of wisdom, and this is the uh, advice part of the, the talk. Anything more you'd like to tell Gib Versfeld, named after Joe Gib, great coach and great team leader in NASCAR. Yes. And by the way, uh, you know, I understand the name change, but it's still the commanders is a little bit weird and awkward for me. But uh, advice to Gib Versfeld, eighth grade, NILs in play, colleges, athletics is in play. Give us some nuggets. I think the first thing that comes to mind is just figure out, you know, how you can share you, right? If you were, if you play for a, a summer club program, see if you can get involved with coaching with them on the side. Maybe there's a couple kids that you really connect with. 
see if you can train them on the weekends. I'd also encourage the eighth graders, like if YouTube wasn't that big when I was little, I would go and look on YouTube, look at all the different highlights, see what people are doing, how they're having success at a collegiate level, and just try to emulate that and model it. Um, I'd also probably touch up on some video editing skills and get used to just sharing myself with the world because ultimately, you know, every day is kind of as much as you make it. And a lot of us have really cool stories to tell and don't be afraid to share it. Great advice. Okay. Uh, again, the brand is Goalie by Give. Tell us where we can find you and how can people connect with you? Definitely. On Instagram, at Goalie by Gib, and Gib is G-I-B. Uh, you can email me, GoalieByGib at gmail.com, or you can look for me along the East Coast working any uh, lacrosse event. Reach out with any questions, lacrosse-related or not. You know, I'm here to help anyone and all of you guys figure out what's next for yourselves as you how to – how you, as you guys figure out your impact in your communities and your families and beyond. So excited to follow along. Well, as I mentioned, there's lots of people fortunate to have you in their circle. And I consider the players NIL very fortunate that you're part of our inaugural class. We're excited to continue to follow your journey and support your journey, um, not only for yourself, but for your followers and for the kids that you coach. So you've been a great guest. And I just want to say thank you for being part of the players NIL. Thanks, Mark. I want to echo the same thing. Thanks to players and IL for this great platform and great education as well on what it means for me to develop my brand and what it means for you all too. Check them out.